Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Here with the 387th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons are in All-Star Bowl week with a lot of the contingent out here in Las Vegas. And the rest of their uh, scouting contingent headed up by Kyle Smith down in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. So the AJC split up too. I'm out here in Las Vegas. Uh, Got the short end of the stick, and my man Gabe Burns is down in Mobile doing it uh, up real big at the Senior Bowl. So we'll have uh, stories, uh, you know, big, uh, big, big uh, stories down in Mobile and some big ones out here with the Falcons coaching staff working uh, with the East football team. Uh, Bill Bilicek and his staff is running the West football team. Uh, so the game is Thursday night, and then the uh, Senior Bowl is Saturday night. Now, these games, um, the East-West hasn't been, you know, on the same plateau with the Senior Bowl for years, but things are starting to change. They're trying to build it up. I was talking to Coach Arthur Smith today. He's like, he didn't know it was this nice out, uh, the nicer job that they're doing with the East-West Shrine Bowl. So, you know, competition is a good thing, even for the Senior Bowl, which uh, we heard they went up on some of their scouting prices uh, this year. So um, they're getting some competition from out west here. And there are a lot of good players here. And Coach, um, excuse me, General Manager Terry Fontenot pointed out that, hey, historically, 50% of the players in the East-West Shrine Bowl somehow make it to the NFL. And historically, 25% of those players get drafted. So we're going to get on today. We're kind of in the all-star mode here. We're going to hear from Terry Fontenot and Marquise Williams, the uh, uh, Falcons uh, special teams uh, uh, coordinator who's head coach of the East squad. And then we're going to hear from Charlie Thomas, linebacker from Georgia Tech out of Thomasville, Georgia, who's out here at the uh, East-West uh, Shrine Bowl and uh, getting ready for their big game. Today was a big day for them. They practiced at the Las Vegas Raiders facilities in Henderson, uh, Las Vegas. And uh, so we rode up there. Um, they got a massive complex. Uh, it's huge. Only Seattle is, uh, has a bigger one, according to Coach Arthur Smith. Uh, he was checking out their weight room because uh, the Falcons are going to do an add-on to their weight room. And, uh, uh, you know, they uh, that's how they do it in the NFL. You, you see somebody build something bigger and better. You got to catch up to it. Uh, I remember when the Falcons had the state-of-the-art uh, facilities and uh, they um, the, the old regime tried to use that to help them in free agency and re- to recruit the players and so forth. So, yeah, that's where we're at here. We got our combatants for the Super Bowl. Only two teams left standing, the Eagles and the Chiefs. And the Falcons are swinging into full offseason mode here in All-Star Week. 
out here for the East-West Shrine Bowl and, and, and then uh, in Mobile for the Senior Bowl. Then after that, we'll be pushing pushing uh, full steam ahead to the Super Bowl. And then uh, after that, before you know it, the combine will be in effect. And Charlie Thomas has a combine invite. That was uh, one of the um, things our beat writer for Georgia Tech, Ken Segura, told me to check on. He's like, I heard he's going to combine. You can confirm that. Uh, I was like, hey, does he have a story? But so, of course, we're going to check in with the Georgia Tech guys. They've been through a lot uh, at that program. And uh, Coach Key will be trying to get it turned around down there on the flats. Hey, but let's get right to it here. Um, you know, we uh, we got a story up on AJC.com about how the Falcons are going to be flushed with salary cap money. And uh, Coach, Te- um, I got a quick call on Coach Terry. Coach, uh, General Manager Terry Fontenot. Uh, was like, hey, the process doesn't change. It's like, hey, just like, um, you know, just because we got the money, we still got to do the evaluations. And he uh, drew the analogy to, it's like, even if you don't have a first-round pick, you're still going to look at all the players. So they've been looking at all the players. Now they knew they couldn't go get them because they didn't have any money. And, and now they got money. They got big money. The salary cap went up $16.6 million. They're going to um, – uh, the uh, number I got to flip over to my screen is I think it's two twenty four eight. Wait a minute, let's look here. Yeah, two twenty four point eight went up sixteen point six uh, million for the new uh, year, new business year, which starts in March. So process wise, and we'll get into it in the, you know great detail in the Sunday stories. But it's like, hey, who are you gonna keep? And you know you try to get them taken care of before they go to the open market and the price grows up. So, um, you know, I got the list of all those free agents and, and we'll be that'll probably be uh, one of our first post-Super Bowl ones where we'll go down the list. I mean, it starts with Lorenzo Carter, Caleb McGarry, Alameda Zacchaeus, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to go through all, it's a long list. And you got your uh, RF, uh, ERFAs, and uh, one restricted. That's uh, Abdullah Anderson. So, but we'll get into free agency in a little bit more detail as we move on. We'll stay here in the All Star Week mode and hear from Falcons general manager Terry Fontenot on the benefits of having his coaching staff in the Shrine Bowl. When coaches are actually with the players in the meetings, and and so we can actually you're teaching them in the meeting, you're seeing how they take notes, you're seeing how they learn, you're seeing if they can take that to the field and they can make adjustments and and the little subtle things that coaches are getting players through during practice and seeing how they adapt and and, and how they pivot and so and, and how they compete and getting to see them just in the cafeteria just on the pass by how they carry themselves it's, it's really valuable like we said these there's a lot of just football players in this game and so getting this kind of access is really good and coaches are all coaches always have their scout sets on they're always doing it so we're watching, the scouts are watching. We're going to evaluate this tape for a long time, but getting this level of access is really good. They're doing that. Uh, you know, it's my first day out here. They weren't in, they weren't in pads, but uh, pretty uh, pretty competitive practice. A lot of one-on-ones with everybody watching. Uh, watch the linemen go at it pretty hard without their pads on and uh, getting their stunts together and so forth. So uh, good practice. It should be a good game on Thursday night. Now, uh, we also had to check with Terry Fontenot on where they are, um, where they're at in the offseason process right now. 
we're continue to go go through the process. We spend a lot of time. Um, we, we met with the, the personnel staff, the coaching staff, and it's an ongoing process. So we're continuing to do it, and um, and uh, really quickly here, we're gonna be getting into free agency and and, and into our draft meetings. And so, but we're going through it um, while while we do everything else. And uh, you know. When that offseason process uh, uh, gets going in full steam, they, like I said, they got more salary cap space. So we wanted to know from Terry on um, how the process changes, the offseason process changes with more salary cap flexibility. The same process. It, it, it really is. You, you, you never want to adjust the process at any point, and then you adjust it, and yet – whether you have a lot of cap space, uh, not a lot of cap space, it's no different than if you didn't have a, a, a draft pick in the first round, you're still going to go through all those players. And so I would say the process hadn't changed at that point. All right. Now this is, you know, this is a big, big offseason for the Atlanta Falcons. You know, five years of uh, uh, losing records. Uh, the new regime has done a great job to be 7-10 and 10 while playing uh, with their, you know, financial hand tied behind their back. They moved on from some of the old players, you know, once they got the contracts and, you know, new regime comes in, uh, you know, they got to, um, you know, either, you know, keep hustling or or you, you get the situation they had and, and you got a lot, bunch of people in here on one year deals and good guys. I mean, Brandon Copeland, well, you know, you're not going to find a better guy than him. Uh, but, you know, they, he played a year and Steven Means, good guy. You know, they played a couple years. But now they're trying to upgrade and uh, upgrade at a lot of positions. They'll be able to do it because they don't have a quarterback with $40 million on the books. So you're going to have the best offer for a lot of the top free agents out there. Uh, only Chicago's got more money. And uh, so for the Falcons, as they have been rebuilding without resources, now they got resources, and this is a pivotal offseason for them. So we wanted to know from Terry Fontenot on how critical this offseason is for them. I think every offseason is, is pivotal. I, I think every day you come in the building is pivotal. The first offseason we had here was, was critical. And, and, and obviously we had a different level of resources the first year, the second year, and now this year. So I understand the question. Uh, but yet you have to look at every offseason that, that is critical. And, and you're going to do the best you can to, to improve this football team. Yeah, you, you know, it is critical. This is a critical offseason, Terry. Y'all got to hit on some players. Y'all got to bring some players in here that could uh, help get the Falcons back to respectability. We're not even going to use the playoff word right now. We're going to use respectability. So it is a pivotal offseason. He didn't take the uh, app, <laughs> take the bait. I understand the question, D-Led, but every day is uh, a tough day. Uh, but, no, this is a big offseason. They need to hit some home runs, uh, and we're going to hold them to that. So uh, what's up next here from Terry Fontenot? Um, you know, just having, you know, how everything has to fit in the building because, you know, it's a process. You got to get the, you know, whatever you don't get in, in free agency, you know, you got to have your eyes on some guys in the draft. So we wanted to ask him how all this ties together when it comes to building the team. It all ties in together. So we're even though when you're looking at free agency and looking at what's on the market, you actually know what's 
draft-wise and, and what's going to be, be available via draft, and all ties in. And when you're making decisions, not only upcoming free agents, not only draft picks, but players that could be traded, players that uh, their contracts could void. There's a lot of different uh, elements to it, and, and you have to look at everything um, together because it all ties into your, your big plan. Well, with that, we're going to take a break. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, we're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. We're going to keep moving here. We got a little bit uh, more with Terry Fontenelle than uh, Marquise Williams and uh, Charlie Thomas from Georgia Tech. Uh, for Terry Fontenelle, he worked with New Orleans and um, he he was a part of the staff when they hired Ryan Nielsen back in 2017, former uh, uh, USC Trojan, coach with Coach Ledford at NC State. So they had a couple background references on him. Only question I got was, uh, uh, you know, and I checked with Arthur today, uh, play calling. He's going to be the defensive play caller. And my guys in New Orleans told me that he called the exhibition season and uh, practices. So I'm, I'm saying you're going with a first-time uh, defensive coordinator who, um, to my knowledge, hasn't called a regular season game yet. So uh, that was my question for, for Coach Smith. And uh, he said he's definitely going to be the play caller. And then later today they announced that Jerry Gray, one of the other candidates, for the defensive coordinator, he's been a coordinator for eight years. Coach uh, Gray has coached uh, 26 years in the league. He had eight as a coordinator. And uh, he's going to be the assistant head coach slash defense. So his specialty is secondary defensive backs. So he's basically going to be uh, the second, you know, secondary coach um, that, you know, uh, that's over the defense and assistant head coach. Because Arthur Smith really trusts Coach Gray. They go back to 0708 with Washington, and he was also with the Tennessee Titans when Arthur uh, got there in 2011. They were there together through through 13, so there's a great deal of respect for for Coach Gray, longtime um, NFL coach, 26 years in the league. Uh, also, uh, for my uh, friends down in Texas, they know him as one of the. Uh, Great Longhorns in University of Texas football history. So he's on the staff, and he's going to be uh, uh, on the defensive staff with Ryan Nielsen, who will be the play caller as our defensive, as the Falcons, as the new defensive coordinator for the Falcons. Here's what Terry Fontenot had to say about Coach Nielsen. 
obviously spend time with, with him in New Orleans, and we have uh, some coaches on the staff that were with him in college, and so we know the person he is and the man he is, and and uh, and very excited to to have him here. He, he has a very clear vision of what we have here, how to continue to develop the players here, and 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 how to um, continue to add competition. And uh, very excited about Ryan. And uh, you know, we watching the the championship games and just uh, you know the Eagles' offensive line, man, they just really got off a. Uh, Got after Nick Bosa and the 49er people. Uh, and then also, conversely, the Chiefs, Chris Jones and and uh, Frank Clark. You know, the Bengals could early on. I was like, they can't block them. It's going to be uh, a walk away. Uh, the Bengals, you know, manned up and did a little bit better job. But the dominating things in that game were the Chiefs defensive line and the Eagles uh, offensive line. You know, we got a lot of – just laying on Nick Bosa like, you know, he's a bully, uh, getting bullied at the playground. So we wanted to know from Terry Fontenot on the importance of having that good offensive line. The trenches and the line of scrimmage, and I think you look at you look at our games this year, and I thought we really grew on our offensive line, and and we value that establishing the line of scrimmage. And so, yeah, the, that's why the quarterback position is obviously a very important position, and yet you have to have the right offensive line, and it's a complimentary game, and 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 so, but yeah, those line of scrimmages are always going to be prioritized for us. Yeah, no, another one of the uh, big things uh, of the upcoming Super Bowl is that two, the both of the quarterbacks are African Americans. That's never happened. Uh, Warren Moon was uh, excited about that on uh, Twitter. I retweeted that. Also, uh, Jason Reed's book on the uh, uh, rise of the black quarterback in the modern day NFL era is out there. We we. Uh, we, we did a broadcast with him, so we, we t retweeted that, too, also. So, um, you know, Terry being, uh, you know, the first African-American gener general manager of the Falcons, uh, wanted to know, uh, you know, ask him about the quarterbacks and the historical significance uh, of that going into this Super Bowl, and here's what he had to say. Yeah, they're really, really good players. I know that. You, you know, I'm, I'm excited to watch the game, and, again, we don't – um, it's not fun watching the playoffs and, and watching football games when you're not in it. You know, we'd rather be playing another game than playing in uh, East-West. And yet, it, it's a man. Those are really good players. And but again, they the offensive lines, the way they run the football, the way they play defense. It's a complimentary game. So mm -hmm. important. Those quarterbacks are, are really good, but they have they built really good football teams in both those buildings, and that's what we have to do here. Right. They um, you know wanted to. That's part of a line of questioning about what the Falcons can, you know, learn from, you know, the Super Bowl players. I always uh that's all Super Bowl teams and how they were built. That's always one of the interesting stories uh of Super Bowl week. Now uh, Coach Marquise was uh you know running practice today. So uh we we caught up with him after practice, was trying to get uh it's <laughs> like, hey man, give us five guys that uh you know showed out. And of course I wanted to hear about Shaquan Davis from South Carolina State. Uh, the wide receiver who uh, put on the show at the Celebration Bowl in 2022 uh, beat Coach Prime and the Jacksonville State ja Jacksonville State Tigers. Uh, so he's here uh, trying to make him some money and move up in the draft. But here's uh, Coach Marquise Williams on uh, all things East-West Shrine Ball related. Coach, uh, last day of practice, uh, how is your East squad uh, prepared here for the East-West Shrine Bowl? 
think all the guys, when you look at all the positions from the top down, when you look at the quarterbacks, all the way down to the specialists, um, I just told them I really admire and I appreciate the way they've worked these past four days. They've been in the present, uh, protecting each other, because, again, they're coming from all different regions of the country, all different schools, and for one week that they're coming together to play as a team. And you can see these guys are looking out for one another and playing for one another so we can go out there and put together a great performance on Thursday. How was it like for you running the uh, you know operation here and making sure uh, you know, um, you know, there was a lot more on your plate, I guess, than, than normal. And how did you manage that? Well, I'm a believer that you're never put in positions that you can't handle. Uh, you know, Coach Smith has been a great mentor for me, along with other coaches like Coach Caldwell, Coach Lynn, Coach Patricia, that uh, allowed me to be prepared for opportunities like this, like we are this week uh, with the East West Shrine game. And I think it's been a great opportunity. I'm very thankful for the opportunity by our organization to represent our organization and Shriners Hospital being the East team head coach. It's been, a, it's been awesome, like getting to know every single player out here, getting the opportunity to work with these guys hands-on in the meeting room. Uh, very blessed, very, uh, very fortunate for this opportunity. Could you give us a little help on uh, our, y'all got to do the five players to watch. Uh, who jumped out for you? I know you're going to say all 58 of them, but. How did you know all 58? <laughs> yeah. We needed Any, a couple. Anybody's on the East team, all those guys jumped out to me. And I'm not going to, I mean, I, I can sit here and I could pick well, every single guy and talk about every single opportunity these guys have had and how they worked every single day and how they've been as men in the, in the meeting room, in the cafeteria, how they've represented themselves at practice. Every single guy's been doing a great job, and they're really putting themselves in a position where they'll have great opportunities down the road, whether it's in the NFL or in other leagues. Well, I asked about Shaquan Davis specifically then, uh, the wide receiver from South Carolina State. A lot of people in Atlanta know him from uh, Celebration Bowl a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. How has he, the week been for a player from HBCU? Oh, he's been progressing. <laughs> These players, it doesn't matter where you come from. It's what can you, what can you provide with your tools, athletically, um, you know, mental, your mental, and how you are as an individual to go out there and help a team, or see your, put yourself in a position where you can help a team win games and potentially win a Super Bowl. And I feel like these past four days he's done that, and he's been working hard at it, and I'm excited for him to watch him perform on Thursday. Well, for some reason, Charlie Thomas is on the West Squad. And Georgia Tech's in Atlanta. So I would think he would have been on the East squad. But, hey, they don't do it with geography in mind anymore. But, uh, you know, Charlie's from Thomasville. We looked him up and uh, just, uh, you know, caught up with him to confirm that he's got a combine invite and to, you know, kind of get, you know, what he's trying to show the pro scouts and then just how tough that season was last year. When, you know, the coach gets fired, an interim comes in, and, uh, you know, they have some success. And he said, you know, he credited the players with that success. But uh, here's what former Georgia Tech linebacker uh, Charlie Thomas had to say. How's the practice been for y'all here this week? Uh, it's been great. Uh, learning experience, just trying to soak in everything. They're teaching me uh, apply it, uh, get better every day for real. And where you got your inside? Yes, sir. Okay, and uh, where you got three, four, four, three, or where? Uh, yeah, four down. Four, four, four down. Okay. Yes, sir. Um, and so, um, how do you feel um, the interviews been going with the teams and so forth? Uh, I think they've been going smooth. You know, uh, it's a strenuous process. Uh, 
but you just keep pushing through and like talking to them and getting to know them and they getting to know me. So I mean, it's a good process. Okay, my man, friend of Falcon said you from Thomasville. Is that correct? Yes, sir. All right, so South Georgia. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, how, just sum up your career. I know y'all had uh, some rough sledding, some big games and some big wins, but you know it looked like it was tough there for y'all. Uh, I mean, yeah, we were just trying to learn how to win. Mm -hmm. Uh, like just. To continue to just grow as a program, and I feel like they got uh, a good guy in there as a head coach, and I feel like he's just going to uh, continue to elevate the program and just keep getting better and better. How was that last year when you know um, he did take over? Y'all beat a couple top uh, top teams and so forth. North Carolina win. Uh, I think it was more so uh, us coming together as players last year more than anything. Uh, we just uh, decided that we was gonna, we was the, it was on us anyways from the start. So I mean that was uh, that was that, and I feel like uh, the coaches help help us do that too so I mean it, yeah. What do you want to show the um, pro scouts in this game on Thursday night? Uh, I want to show them that I'm a complete player. I, I play special teams. Uh, I play defense. I'm a physical player. I can tackle. My versatility and just uh, my leadership skills. And what's your um, uh, what's your plan for the combine and so forth and what you want to get done at the combine? Uh, I, I just want to plan on testing well. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm, that's that's one thing I, I feel like I do well. It's just uh, I'm an athlete. Well, all right, everybody. We thank you for listening here at, at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, episode 387. We are in all-star week mode at the East-West Shrine Bowl in Las Vegas and at the Senior Bowl down in Mobile, Alabama. Check AJC.com for your stories from both venues. And we thank you for listening to the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Have a great rest of your week. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants a rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.